Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Driftcast. I know it's been a while, but unfortunately, due to circumstances in my life, I have not been able to actually uh, record. So thank you for being patient with us. I mean, I didn't think it was right to record without you. Like, honestly, like we're like a we're like a motherfucking tripod here. Like we don't we don't we don't we don't record without a, without a missing member of the team. I feel like the, the the synergy on this team is very good. So I feel like you have to have everybody here to have the full experience. So. And there's plenty that's going on in the Nintendo world to, for us to cover in the time off. So we've just been keeping track. Definitely. So let's start with some housekeeping. Um, of course, this is the Driftcast. We are part of the Loot Bros uh, Network. Um, we're going to start off with our toast to our Patreon producers, MZ Nitro, and my name is fucking Mayo. Thank you, guys. Is there anything else you guys want to toast to? Uh, yeah, um, I definitely want to toast to the the official release date being announced for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Calabunga Collection because I am super, super hyped for this game. And everything's coming up Turtles. It's the summer of Turtles, man. I'm, I'm hoping that we get a trailer for that new movie. I don't think it's done enough for them to give us a trailer, but, you know, one man could wish. So Calabunga, everybody. Yeah. What about Calabunga. you, Matt? Uh, I'm toasting to this awesome expansion that is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak because I've just been sinking all my time into it. Uh, me too. <laughs> so now I want to ask you guys, do you guys Wait, want... let me fin- let me finish the toast. We got to do finish the toast. <laughs> glug glug glug. Uh well, no, I'm drinking I'm drinking wine so, you know, I can bring some class to our podcast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was saving that for the loop bros, but we're not recording tonight. So I'm going to have to redo that joke tomorrow, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the joke will come out. It, it, the both podcasts will release on the same day, so the joke will be lost on everyone. No, they won't release on the same day. Um, so you were saying? No. Uh, what was I saying? Do you guys remember? I said something about Monster Hunter, and you started. Oh, I said, too. do you guys want to talk about that like on this show, or do you guys want me to like interview you guys like long form style, and you guys could like just gush about it and do like a whole entire like like deep dive episode? On the game itself, I um, would say let's talk about. Uh, sorry, Kalai, go ahead. I was going to say we should probably talk about it on this episode because I guarantee you that not many people play it. Good, we can sell some copies. There you go. And you, to that fact, we're not at end, complete end game yet. So if we want to do like a longer interview form, give us more time to really sink our teeth into the end game, which I think we're getting closing in on. Nice. Nice. All right, so Joe, what have you been playing on your Switch? Oh God, too much. Um, so much. Uh, let's start with um, I've been playing Super Smash Brothers, so I picked that back up. So I was talking to Clyde before we started the show, and what I did was I took my Switch, and I was like, you know what? It's time to beat these games. Like so, like I took everything that I haven't beaten yet, and I threw it on my micro SD card, and anything that I have finished, including Hyrule Warriors has been removed from my Switch for the time being. I just want to be super productive and not have anything on my Switch that's going to take away time from, you know, beating games on my Switch. So with that being said, I, I played a lot of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate today, uh, right before we recorded. I'm actually, I was actually playing it, like, just seconds before we started recording. I'm playing, like, the lengthy, like, like I don't know, it's like Trials of Heroes of Light or whatever story mode. It's actually pretty cool. So, like, there's, like, these things called spirits in Smash Brothers Ultimate, if you guys aren't familiar. 
And basically they take all the characters and they give them like the personality or like the weapons of the characters from the spirit that, that they're being taken over. They're taking over their body and it's really cool. And it like adds like different challenges and twists to each battle. And I know Matt, Matt has some experience playing this. Clive, you played the, uh, the story mode for super smash brothers ultimate. No, I have not. It's really worth checking out. Like it's, it's fun. Like Matt can tell you it's frustrating as hell. Cause you, you have to like level up your spirits that you collect when you beat um, each spirit. And you can also um, like buy different skills to make your, to make your actual like base character stronger. But the way like the story mode works is you have to unlock each character as if you unlocked them in the game. And like, it's a really meaty, like chunky experience for a smash brothers story mode. Like this is, I'm already 14 hours in this game's like, there's a lot to do. And I'm really digging it. Like, I'm really having a blast playing this. I definitely want to pick up the plus two from this because, you know, I really like Smash Brothers and I, I, I'm i not a good Smash Brothers player as far as, like, multiplayer goes. So, like, to have, like, a meaty solo experience for me, like, means a lot to me because it reminds me of, like, Subspace Emissary from the, uh, from the, what was that, the GameCube game? And all, the, like, the Melee. fun little, or Melee, yes, from Melee. From all the, like, Melee was probably the best single player Smash Brothers experience they have ever done until ultimate came out like there was just so much to do do you remember all the challenges and collecting all those trophies i wish they would bring the trophy system back i the, the, the trophies. trophies really made that game they just i i played that game for hours to collect those stupid little trophies like hours and hours do you remember you had to have like certain save files on your system to get certain ones it was like yeah insane. but but more so they realized oh as opposed to people getting these virtual trophies we're just going to make them pay to get actual trophies <laughs> we're going to make you pay coins that you play the game normally or do you remember the one do you remember the one uh it wasn't the coin machine it was the one where like you got in the spaceship and you actually shot at the trophies yes that was cool that was really cool i, I really like that that was that was definitely a, a di different experience um so like the equivalent to trophies in this one is the spirits and Man, the spirits are some deep cuts. Let me tell you, like deep, deep Nintendo cuts. Like they have like Eggplant Man. They have, they have like just it's just so it's like a love letter to Nintendo. And Smash Brothers has the best. And I'll, I'll say this on 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 the show, and it, it'll it'll live in infamy. Well, or as long as the speed survives. But the music in Smash Brothers Ultimate is the best gaming soundtrack ever compiled. It's just so good because they <laughs> they brought in music from everything, yes. everything that's in that game. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we've got the license, but they got like everything like like deep cuts, like like certain like they got stuff from like Windon and like elite beat agents. And I'm like, this is insane. Like the, the lengths they went for this game, it's really awesome. And it really shows. I actually think that. And I don't buy DLC, but I don't even own the DLC characters, and I kind of want to pick them up because I never I stopped at the first pack. I didn't, I didn't get the second pack because at that point I had stopped playing it. Especially, I, I had gone, I joined a couple online tournaments with a friend mm -hmm. and his uh, gaming group, mm -hmm. and it just really humbled me and put me in a place to say, okay, I'm half decent. Oh no, 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 you're not even decent at all. So what um what's your experience, Kalai, with Smash Brothers? I bought the game just to 
get some kind of practice because I I used to play against Mark and I've even played with Matt, kind okay. of like a casual player that I like to play with all my friends with. Oh, awesome, awesome! Did you and like did how how are you like how are you as a Smash player? Like, who do you like to main? Like, who's your favorite character to play as? Um, I like a few. Like, I don't like the Final Fantasy characters and the Pokemon characters. Like, it doesn't really. It's not too many. Now, Cloud was a pretty dope character. Cloud was, and also, of course, uh, the Fire Emblem characters are there as well. Yeah, they are. All like 9,000 of them. <laughs> Look, there's another Fire Emblem character. What a shocker. Or another sword character. Shocker. I mean, we even got Shulk in this one from Xenoblade, which I thought was pretty cool. And then they added, um, what's her face from um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Pyra. Pyra, Pyra and Mithra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Pyra and Mithra, yeah. And that's like again, like this, like, and then they added Sora. Wasn't Sora the last character? Yes. Yeah, like they just, it just, oh man, just, I can't gush more. I can gush for hours about this game. I just think it's really, really well put together. I think it might be the best Switch game they've made, as far as like like quality and quantity, like together as like a marriage. Whereas like Breath of the Wild comes very close second because of how long you can play that game, and it's pretty much infinite. <laughs> but I feel like so is Smash Brothers. There's just so much to do, so much to collect, so much to see. It's just a really well-put-together package. Uh, but I'll move on. I give Sakurai a good long vacation. I do, too. I like. I, I honestly don't know if they can make... Like, how do you... Where do you go from here? Like, you have to... You obviously have to reset everything, and that's... And I know Sakurai has said in countless interviews that like that's like the goal for the next Smash brothers is kind of just like hit the reset button and be like all right we're just gonna we're gonna make a totally clean slate because they're not gonna be able to get the license for all these characters back what's there like 80 characters in this one yeah it's gotta be in like the 80s right 80s or 70s right uh, uh some... it's up there i i didn't i've never done an actual count so what else did i play this week i played super mash and then I played better games. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was really hyped for Super Mash when it came out, I think like two years ago. It was a really cool concept. It's like, okay, it's like a, a game within a game where you're, you're a game developer and you have this machine called the Super Mash and it takes two genres of games and smashes them together and auto-generates a game. The problem is the games it generates are really shitty. It's like playing a modern version of Action 52. Yeah, exactly. So no, so for those who don't know what Action 52 is, me. It's a broken pile of shit. So, okay, so <clears throat> Action 52 is a game that came out on the Sega Genesis and the Nintendo that was 52 games in one. You say, oh, man, that's great, except all the games were complete dumpster fires. Oh, no, I remember shit like that. That was back on uh, the Nintendo. They had, like, Popeye and knockoff Qbert. Yes, but Action 52 was worse. It was like it was like games that were half-baked. Some of them weren't even done. Some of them didn't even load. <laughs> it was bad. And then like the piece de la resistance is like this game called Cheetah Men, which is like the most broken-ass game ever. And it's the 52nd game on the, uh, on the cartridge. And it like lives in infamacy. Infamy. infamy. And basically... You get to play as like like the Cheetah Men were supposed to be like the new Ninja Turtles, except like it never panned out. And the creator made a sequel that like never saw the light of day. 
it's a mess. So Super Mash tries to do some of that. And like the story is you work for a game store and you find this machine in the back and it like basically takes two genres of a game and smashes them together. Right. It sounds cool, doesn't it? Like who wouldn't want to play that? Right. So it takes like Metroidvania and like a shoot 'em up and it mashes it together. You're like, that's cool. Right. That sounds cool. So what does a Metroid shoot 'em up look like? Right. All right. So it looks like a poorly pixelated sprite jumping around shooting airplanes. Cause that's a shoot 'em up. Hmm. Like you as a person on the ground running around on platforms shooting airplanes. So what you're saying is you haven't had a good time with it. Uh there's been better games. I'm trying to finish it now to get the plus two, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do it. Like the game is just agonizingly bad. <laughs> Um, since the last time we recorded, I picked up a few games for the Switch. Just a few. Nothing crazy. Um, I bought I bought a little game called uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. You know, that game I talked about at nauseum and counted down every single time we were on the show. Well, it's out. And um, what do I say? It's it's a friggin' amazing game. It's fantastic. It's, it's Okay, go ahead. How do you compare it to the first Fire Emblem Warriors? Oh, it's leagues better. Because one... They fixed the problem of the first game, which was, all right, if you're going to make a Fire Emblem Warriors game, you either have to base it on one game and not try to like do fan service. And they did that in the first one, but they picked, I don't know, like Fates might have not been the best game to wrap a Warriors game around. I mean, I like the characters of Fates, don't get me wrong, but if you're going to do a Warriors game first, the first one out the gate should always be like your let's include everybody game. Let's include deep cuts from the series. Let's include fan favorites. Let's include everyone. Not let's base it off of one game because that's not what people wanted with, with Fire Emblem Warriors. And they were very disappointed because they wanted like Lynn unlockable from the jump. They wanted Edgar. They wanted all the characters back that they wanted from all the old games. They didn't want just people from one game. And don't get me wrong. Like, I was one of those people who was very pissed off about the roster, but I was like, okay, you know, I like these characters are cool. I like that. They tried to, to do, um, well, actually this came out before Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So it was actually the first game for the first Nintendo one to do this. They actually made their own story mode for this. That was based solely like, it's not based in the universe. It's based in the universe, but it's not like it's its own separate, like side story. And it was good. It was okay. I know Clyde, you beat it too. Didn't you? Did you beat no funny story is my, my friend jerry bought a bar of the game and i think i got, got it back it like back. well i got it back like a year later and i'm like <laughs> oh, okay well you know so that hype i would say like this one just does it so well because of the source material like three houses was one of the best farm games i've ever played and it just drew you in with the characters and the world and like it's basically hogwarts on crack with swords I mean, that's the best way to, to talk about Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. Um, but I would say Warriors just upped it a notch, and it took my two favorite things and, like, smashed them together. Senseless Violence and Fire Emblem. <laughs> and <laughs> it works really well. Um, they have the weapon triangle system, which you're like, oh, Joe, how does a weapon triangle system work in a Musou game? Well, I'll tell you how it works. Uh, you have strengths and weaknesses against certain units based on your, your unit type and the weapon you're using at the time which makes it really, really tactical. And it actually makes like commanding units and pushing them around the map 
more important. So it's not just, you can't just like take any character and go fight any other character because you'll get your ass whooped. So what you can, you can overpower, you can overpower yourself and overlevel yourself and you can like overcome some of that stuff. But for the most part, I found the game to be pretty enjoyable. I'm about the fifth or sixth chapter now. So I'm past where like everybody got to play through the demo because the demo only let you play up to chapter four. Whereas I'm around like five and five or six chapter. I already have like 25 hours in the game. So like taking it slow power level in my characters like i always do enjoying it having a good time um the maps kind of similar to age of calamity for those who played age of calamity so it has an open world map where you pick which like basically which battle you're going to take on but the way they do it in fire emblem is they do it by section of the map and each time you beat like the primary mission in each section you unlock further sections but the cool thing that they put back in this one that they didn't have in the last one is the social links. The social links are back. So you can actually like schmooze with your characters and like get your bonuses. You can take them out in expeditions. There's challenge maps in this one where like you can only play as female warriors. You can only take female warriors with you. Kalai, you can play as like, um, what's her face? Uh, Manuela in this game. And she's fuck, cool. she's fucking dope. She's a dope sorceress, and she fucks shit up. Like I've, I've I've got her. She's like one of my favorite characters in the game. You play as a you play as a totally new character in the story mode, um, and I'm digging it. And like the twists and turns in this Kali, some of the things like the main characters do in this game are fucked up because this takes place after right after um, Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. So you're already past, like, they're all adults already. So you're not, like, you're not kids anymore. So, like, the gloves are off. And, like, all the kingdoms are, are like, at peace. And then depending on what house you take is, like, there's a different story, too. Completely different story. Not, like, just minimal twists and turns. Like, I've heard they're, like, completely different. So, like, I'm excited to play through this multiple times. And if this wasn't even enough, Matt, guess what they added for this one? What did they add, Joe? permadeath uh, isn't that like a mainstay of the uh not in a muso game fire emblem? Not. yeah but no, not but in, muso in general games. fire emblem yes in fire emblem yes so you can play with permadeath in a muso game so you're like how does that work well when you're playing the story if your character dies he's dead in the story yeah it's fucked <laughs> like so like if you send someone out to like a like a base camp or a mission and they they get overrun and they get killed they're gone so like you could have spent like hours power leveling a character and then all of a sudden they die in a mission and they're gone so now is it possible for you does this have cloud save um it does so potential for you to upload a cloud save take your device off the network and save scum that person yeah, if, but I could uh, also I could also just do the tried and true. Kali knows where I'm going with this. You could do the tried and true Fire Emblem uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. autom- automatic reset. That's in every Fire Emblem game. Like it's literally programmed in the game to hold start, select, and the shoulder buttons, and just reset the game when you make a bad turn or a bad move, and re- restart the whole map. Or and as yep. Jim called it, the um, the rage quit. The rage quit or the oh fuck button. The oh the oh fuck command. Or fuck my unit died is I think is what it's called on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm really enjoying this game. I'm going to destroy this thing inside and out. Probably put a couple hundred hours into it. I'm, I'm really loving it. It's the only full price game I've bought since like March. <laughs> like, so that shows you kind of like where the year's been this year kind of too. I feel like there hasn't been so much out that I really wanted to like dive into or purchase. Um, but I'm, I'm having a blast with this game. I also picked up a, a little game um, from Atlas or not Atlas. I'm sorry from Nipponichi software. Cause they were doing a huge switch uh, spring sale and I picked up penny punching princess. Oh, how is that? What is that about? It, so you're a princess. And of course I am. You need to take over the the realm, basically, by paying people off. And how do you pay people off? You punch them and take their money. And then you, <laughs> and then you use it to bribe them. So it's like a Pokemon battle without the Pokemon battling. No, that's that's just dogfighting. Yeah, but <laughs> Pokemon you, Pokemon just glorified you dog somebody fighting. for their money. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean you. you ba- I mean yeah, basically Pokemon's pretty fucked up. Like, let's be real. Like you dogfight animals, and then you take people's money. So in a sense, yeah, it's just dogfighting. So so yeah, it just skips the dogfighting portion. No, it doesn't. You fight. You you, you mm. fight animals. Oh yeah, this game skips the dogfighting yeah. part. Oh well, no, 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 not really, because you can you can uh, pay enemies after you kill them. You can summon them and then have them fight other enemies for you so dog fighting back back on dog fighting's back on it's more like cockfighting though it's like one-on-one so but yeah um it's a pretty cool game i would check it out it was like i think it was five dollars so i was like how do you say no to a switch game like that's my kryptonite when i go through the e-shop if i see something that's like four dollars i'm like mm, all right i'll buy that four dollars what's there to lose right except four dollars not much and I think that kind of round that rounds me out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, right now I'm playing Animal Crossing, and my save file got erased, and I don't really want to talk about that because it's sore subject. So, Matt, what have you been playing? So, surprise, is- surprise. <laughs> I'm go just ahead, gonna Kalei. get on that. I'm gonna get on that train. This train is gonna be the both of us. Well, do you want to go first, Kalai, and talk about the games you played first, and then we'll circle back to Matt? Then I like that idea. Uh. I mean, sure, if you would really like to. I mean, you um, played other things, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I haven't played anything in the last week, but what Matt was going to talk about. <laughs> yes, but so, you beat so, a few okay. games. All right, so I did play something other than Monster Hunter. I actually ended up buying the Ask Kid and Miracle World remake. Because oh, did you buy it on Switch, or did you buy it on... I bought uh, it on Switch. All right. Yeah, that was pretty and, cheap. I saw that in the sale. Yeah, and and I had gone to GameStop and used my $5 coupon to apply towards a $10 store uh, eShop card. So then I used Smart. that and put it towards the Alex Kid because I'm an Alex Kid fiend. I even have the Switch release that they did of the original Alex Kid. So this is just me buying the game again. I tell How you, is it. it it looks beautiful. I'm not ex- entirely satisfied with the controls in the original. And, and so for those of you who don't know, Alex Kid in Miracle World is a platformer a la Mario Brothers. And it was on the Sega 8-bit Master System. And it was one of my first video games ever. 
you play Alex Kidd and you're a Redaxian prince and you have to go save your your kingdom. And you do this by fighting the the despots henchmen who are based off of rock, paper, scissors. Oh my God. So funny. Literally you walk up and a guy's head is just rock and the other guy's head is paper and the other guy's head is scissors. So you defeat them by playing rock, paper, scissors. And outside of that, there's other things that the game has. There's vehicles you get like a motorcycle or a pedal copter or a boat and you travel the world to do your thing as as the savior so what they did was they released the game they remade it and it's kind of like a lot of these other releases that they do now where you have the game in its fancy new coat of paint but you press one button and it automatically transforms back into the old game Oh, it does that? Yes. And it's really neat. And the interesting thing is the controls feel completely different between the two modes. In the old mode, they feel tight. In the new mode, they feel floaty. Crap. Also, there's graphical things in the new in the new coat of paint that they do that are kind of annoying. So you how well do you remember the first level really well um i beat that game i beat i beat it on the, the sega genesis collection i love that game it's okay a great game i actually want to pick it up it's actually like six dollars on the uh playstation 4 it's, right it's totally worth it but you know on the very first level you drop in the water for the first time mm-hmm. and you immediately go left to punch some blocks and and go get the uh question cube yes well, in the new version, there's like graphical seaweed in the in the foreground that kind of blocks and obstructs your view as you're going in to punch the fish that's there. So you get killed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's such a weird <laughs> thing <laughs> to do. <laughs> and the other thing is playing in handheld mode sucks because the everybody knows that the D-pad on the Joy-Con Trash. is probably the worst d-pad ever device xbox 360 so no uh, the base I, xbox 360 not the one where you could toggle and make it a cool joystick no i remember that i had that one no this one it, because when you need that roll from forward to diagonal it just it doesn't suffice but that's why i say i love the game but the controls just feel way too floaty I found myself making jumps I could easily make in old 8-bit mode, not making jumps in the new graphic mode. But other than that, the only other thing I really don't like, when you go up to defeat the henchman and you go to play Jenkin, the music is burned into my brain. I know the exact cadence and tone and the timing I have to be able to switch. So for those of you who don't know, when you're playing rock, paper, scissors, you go one, two, three, go. And what happens is in the old graphical version, and they retain this when you switch to it, it goes one, two, three, and you have like a half second to change your choice of rock, paper, or scissors. Because the henchmen like to have a theirs queued up 
and then they'll change theirs last second. And you know this because later in the game, you get an item that actually shows you what they're thinking, so that way you can kind of counter what they're going to throw out. Well, the problem is the timing in the new version is completely messed up. It's like one, two, three, and on three is when you throw it out, as opposed to one, two, three, go. Oh, so it was really messing me up on the early easiest henchman rockhead. Outside of that, the new updated graphics look phenomenal. The sounds yeah, could, are great. You could terribly save scum in that game, though, and we re- re- it has a rewind feature too, doesn't it? I don't know. I haven't tried rewind. Yeah, I think it's I haven't tried there. to look for it. But the the end result is it's for I think at the time I bought it was like fifteen bucks. It's it it's that game I played as a ch- as a kid and I absolutely love it. And despite some of its faults and flaws for being updated, it still it, it's a classic. I don't think enough people got exposed to because at the time the war between Sega and Nintendo was just starting. And that was it besides Monster Hunter. So, Kalai, do we want to go into that? I'll, I'll go over just a couple, uh, one game that I want to talk about, and then we could talk about Monster Hunter. I did, beat, Bo- I did beat Boyfriend Dungeon. Nice. I don't know if you've seen that game before. You and my wife really were into that. Um, I saw it was on Game Pass for a while. How did it go for you? It went really well. So the concept behind the game, it is a, it's a little dungeoneer, like you're basically going through dungeons, except that the weapons you can date, and as you date them, they get up in level. And to beat the game, you have to max out at least one weapon. So, so like, I'm doing this, I'm picking the cutest guy, having a ton of fun. And as you go through the dungeon, it's the enemies are all your character's fears of, like, loneliness and talking to people and stuff you're supposed to get over your fears which was I didn't really care about that part of the storyline I just wanted to date the weapons so I'm going through along I got this really good looking guy Uh, I'm having a lot of fun and all of a sudden I have a weapon that is a cat and not a weapon is not a human and so I just totally switch and max out the cat instead and I got the cat (laughs) and I got the cat ending and I guess because I don't know what the ultimate like male version like what happens in the end if you go all the way or whatever but the <laughs> but they turned you into a cat they turned live... the player into a cat yeah for like this entire brief moment you go and have complete peace as you're a cat and i'm like well the only reason they would do that is because you know bestiality would be a problem <laughs> yeah it does seem a little yeah but it's okay it's okay to fuck a sword though yes it's kind of phallic symbol I mean, people swallow swords all the time. Right. Uh, and the cat, yeah. the cat's weapons were um, claws, which I thought was kind of cool. Those are two different kinds of swallowing, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, let's talk about Monster Hunter. I'm so jealous. Je- jealous? You have every opportunity to join I, us I and do, you have chosen other things i have i, I, have, I have i know I, I, I told you i would like get together and play i know i need to beat the base game i just need to beat it just you really just do. need to get to level seven on the um 
on the um, uh, multiplayer. Ugh. Such it's a not chore. that hard, especially. No, it's not. Especially. It's not sure either. The it. game's fun, so well, haven't I mean, you guys could probably just run me through it, but. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what what can we say about this game? It, Everything. I mean, it's. So, if I remember, Monster Hunter World came out, and it was still about a year and a half before Iceborne even got really announced. This one was announced, like, I don't know, less than eight months from the release of Monster Hunter Rise. So I've been anxiously waiting it, and unlike some other people, I'll spoil myself on the monsters that that are in the game regardlessly because i don't care i want to know what what will i mean it, it doesn't really matter you're gonna fight them anyway yeah but some people really just want to be surprised and i don't understand those people because it's I, i'd like to see what the game has to offer i mean that's I, okay. was, I was shocked when i saw the list i was like these are some deep cuts we're bringing back some fan favorites here we're we're admitting a few people i would like to have brought them back but you know it is what it is you know can't have, yeah. can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, that's that's going to be every Monster Hunter. Those people are going to want to see certain ones back, but I the, mean, it, w- the big ones they brought back this time were were pretty significant. But so, I had the game pre-ordered and I had plenty of time to play it because I went on a cruise at the beginning of July, and I was able to just sit down with the game for a week and play it for for the week straight. I know some people might be going, Matt, you're on a cruise. Why are you playing a video game? It was my cruise. I could do what I want. So that's why. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Um, But I was anxiously waiting to get back. So that way collide Jim and I could play. And I had think gone a little bit ahead of everybody, but (laughs) we caught you up pretty fast. What was that? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, I was, I, I actually didn't go that far ahead. I could have gone a lot farther, but what I started to do is clear some of the trash missions. I know I'd never touch again once I hit high MR rank. I mean, it's smart. I mean, you want to see everything anyway, right? Like, it's like playing those rampage missions that you have no fucking desire to ever play again. You're like, but I got to beat them because you know they're in the game. So, speaking of least- which. Guess what's not in Sunbreak? Oh, I know. That was my favorite thing that they announced, but there's yeah. no fucking Rampage missions. I was like, because everybody fucking hates them. So, Kalai, I, I've been gushing. What's your input? I mean, the game is gorgeous. I like the fact that they have a lot of different variety. I felt with Monster Hunter Worlds, we had a lot of the same dragons over and over again reskinned. Well, now we're getting... I mean... like, we yeah. Did, now we got some pretty significant new monsters, which I like. Of course, they did bring back Teostra, which the hell I don't know why. <laughs> because they had to bring back Matt's favorite monster. They brought back mine. Uh, yeah. Who's your favorite I... monster, Jeff? Astros. Ah, uh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So when, when when as soon as we fought him, I was like texting him. I was like, "Guess who I just fought?" <laughs> exactly. I was like, "You motherfucker." All right, so so to bring this to the base level for everybody, if you don't know what Monster Hunter is, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the title. You kill monsters to make them into hats and weapons to take on stronger monsters. And 
being able to play with your friends as much fun as I had playing during my cruise, I was really anxious to get back and be able to play with Kali and Jim because the game is just that much better when you're hunting with your friends and keeping certain friends alive and keeping certain friends weapons sharp and giving <laughs> certain friends buffs so that way when the monster screams you don't all flinch um but the the fun thing is because you have a choice of 14 different weapon types you could play endless. the game forever, in multitudes of ways forever forever it's a forever game like, yeah it, it's that's Monster Hunter World, I spent between Monster Hunter World and Iceborne, I was spent over a thousand hours in. I'm not anywhere near that in this game, but with how much they've done, it it definitely now has legs. Base Monster Hunter Rise was very basic, and we chalked that up to COVID and and the lack of ability, it, the you- disruption to the process. Like, I don't want to ask this on the show, but I'm going to anyway, because you know I'm I'm a I'm 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 like that. I need I need to do that stupid run where you get minerals. Like, do you know that run I'm talking about? Like Yep. To I make money. To, yeah, could you help me do that? Like I need to do Absolutely. that. It's it the run itself is I think four minutes because the the uh Yeah, the thing only surge lasts for so long, that occurs yeah. is about oh I'm sorry, no. It's about 15 minutes. Each circuit takes four minutes. So you get about two and a half to three circuits in a single run. That's insane. And that, that would definitely be enough net. to get the weapons I need to beat base game. Yes. Like I, just and, need to, I just need to finish like crafting enough good stuff to just like beat base game. Well, so I'm a on single the circuit, monster, so. a single run can probably net you close to a what million zenny which is huge when normal upgrades cost you in the base game about 56,000. So it's, it's easy enough to do. It's easy enough to memorize. I can easily show you the real big thing about it is Sunbreak feels so far like a complete DLC. It's got new missions and in base rise, you had what was known as village missions and hub missions. Mm-hmm. Village missions, you could only play single player. And it was notoriously an easier mode. Well, it was tutorial. The, it's always tutorial. A, exactly. The, the gathering hub missions were the m- missions you could play completely multiplayer. In Sunbreak, I, I don't want to say every mission, but starting off, you can immediately play multiplayer. You don't have to. There's no separation of of that's, quests that's like cool. that. That's kind of cool. I like that. I like that they they made that subtle change because I know a lot of people bitch and complain that they're not one in the same. Like people are like, "Well, why is this multiplayer? Why can't I just play the whole base game with my friends?" And that's basically what they did. Now, what they also introduced were collaborator and follower quests. These are single single player only quests that NPCs from the game join you on. So Minato and Hanoi will join you on a quest. Um, Some new characters you met. And they'll have their own voice lines and interactions that really make it fun. And in some of those, you can change up the weapons that they use. So they're not dedicated to just the weapons that they bring. 
So That's it's a so really cool. neat take to 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 have everybody have their cake and eat it too. Those who want to play multiplayer can just stick to multiplayer. Those who want single player experience, there's that available as well. I mean, I play a lot of both because I think it's like I think to be really good at Monster Hunter, you just need to practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. So like, especially if you want to like learn a new weapon, I think just just fucking around in single player just it just hones your craft of, of playing the game. But I think to really master Monster Hunter, you need to play you need to play with friends to get the exactly. real true experience. But I'm I you know what you guys are making a strong case that I'm just gonna ditch my plans to get what I want to get this weekend and I'm just gonna buy the DLC. <laughs> Goli, what what have you thought about the first couple MR ranks that we've we've knocked out? I mean I've had a lot of fun. Uh you know, I, I did have my struggles, but Jim and I got over them because you weren't around. I think by the time you got we were about the same level, about Master Three are very close to it. I think it's a lot of fun. I really like the fact that you could now use six amiibos for the lottery. Yeah, you were yes, telling me that. That's that was a huge dope. upgrade. That's insane. I'm surprised mm-hmm. they let you do that, though. Like, I'm surprised Nintendo was like, yeah, we're going to let that happen. And, uh, it, it's really just an extra half. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Clay. And I was going to say, uh, with Monster Hunter, uh, that... What was I going to say? Crap. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, you were talking about the lottery. Yes, with the lottery. The new, there's a new thing. You know, do you use the Argosy? That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you use the Argosy? Every once in a while. like You can make so much money by using the Argosy. You realize that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been well. using that. And now with the Argosy, they do something called the backdoor backdoor deals i make so much freaking money it's crazy wow there's butt jokes all over this show backdoor deals putting things in holes well it's it's just another option you have now yeah and think about it this way uh you do realize that if you do come play with us and and we help you that eventually you'll be so overpowered for the single player that you'd be able to beat it and get your plus one it's a plus two buddy game's been out for over a year. Oh wait, has it? No. Yeah. Well, Rot. Yeah, Rise. No, yeah. Rise came out last year, so he'd get Rise the plus two year. for Rise. Yeah, I get plus. Yeah. I wait, have, plus did two. you see credits? No, I have. Oh, the, okay. I'm on the. I'm on Magnamala right now. Like I'm literally on the final fight. I just need you to get do that and get a plus two immediately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and if we play, if we play, you know, multiplayer. So, uh, so, so, what you're saying is we're playing Monster Hunter tonight. That's what you're telling me, right? Uh, <sighs> possibly. <laughs> we could. Uh, yeah, and I like yeah. I like a lot of the fights. Like, I really like. Um, I like the one that we keep doing, Shala Magala. Did I say that right? Shigaru Magala. Shigaru Magala. Have you, uh, Matt, have you, Matt, Joe, have you actually played that monster ever encounter uh, Shagal Magala? I believe I have, yes. He puts a debuff on you that you have to keep attacking him to get it off. Yeah, that's fucked. But but that's awesome. It's really cool because it's like, again, it just switches things up and makes you play differently it's like you if you're a defensive player you can no longer play defensively you have to get in there and fight and 
it's it's just I I just love how much love and care like Capcom has put into this franchise. I I really do, and I know people like give me shit for this, but like because like I don't I didn't really like World as much as a lot of people did because I like I like the handheld Monster Hunters because I I feel like that's where the bigger challenge has always been and where most of the energy has been spent. And I like, I felt like I was hoping like with rise, they weren't going to like turn their back on the community that made fire emblem kind of what it is and like got it to the popularity that, that it eventually rose to with world. But I do love the quality of life changes that they made with rise. And I feel like they even added even more quality of life changes with sunbreak, even with like, didn't they fix like gathering materials and stuff like that and make it that even easier now too. And all like, I heard they just made so many quality of life changes and that's really cool. And I'm just happy Capcom's really getting recognized for this series because at one point I thought we weren't going to get any more of these games because at one point they weren't selling as well as they should have been. And I'm just, I'm just so happy that the franchise is, is, is killing it right now. It's firing at all cylinders. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, a lot of the, a lot of the changes they made were in base rise. And just recently I went back and tried playing some more of world and that feels slow compared to the way rises, which really surprised me. But I feel like so, that's because it rises optimized. Yeah. It's, optimized it's built to, to get people on. out there and hunting. And I think that's great because no other game has really done that in the series. Like, like the big problem I had with world is how long it took in base camp to set everything up and to walk around base camp and to fucking go to every area. It's like, there was just too much walking way too much. They dumbed it down to back to what it was in the handheld games on rise again. And I, I thought that was just so great. Like you don't need all this walking around and all this visual blah, blah nonsense in a monster hunter game. What do people want to do in monster hunter? They want to fight monsters. And the more time I can spend doing that, and like even just launching quests in Rise, so much better than launching quests in World. Whereas I felt World, yeah, you could do it with like push of a button, but Rise, it's just so much faster. And the fact that they load that fast in the Switch is like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the fact are... it still looks as good as it does on the Switch. They're doing some voodoo over there at Capcom. <laughs> well, what do you so what do you, got, what do you guys think of playing it on the OLED versus because you guys both had base switches before you got OLEDs? Same as I do. I don't have the OLED. You don't yet? No, because I have the the uh, Monster Hunter Rise uh, Collector's Edition. Oh. Playing it on... Kalai, you played a handheld on the OLED, right? I don't play it much on handheld. Unlike, but have you? But have you played it? I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing the other day. So gorgeous. It really makes a difference. It pops. And all the visuals and OLED, just they just pop. It's just... It's, games look so good on it. Here, here's the thing, though. You remember how in our Pokemon Legends Arceus discussion, I talked about that one flying Pokemon that was in single-digit frames <laughs> when it was... It did not change the single-digit frames. So as beautiful single-digit frames, but they were still single-digit frames nonetheless. They sir. were. There's certain flying enemies here. It's just trash mobs called Remobras, and... That happens in this game, where if you are hundreds of feet away, they're just flapping in single digits. And when you get closer is when it increases fidelity. So luckily, the large monsters don't have that effect, but they had to make cutbacks somewhere. And that's one of them. And that's granted, like, but I'm I'm just amazed at what they've been able to pull off with this game. 
dude, the RE engine is insane with what they could do. I mean, so, yeah. I honestly think they can put World on the Switch. That, it, would that cl- said, it would have to be a cloud game, but they could do it if they wanted to. Yeah, well, who wants that? That, that I said, I did play the demo on my Steam Deck and on my computer, and it just sucks that they don't have freaking cross-play cross-save because I would go to my computer in a, in a heartbeat. I would buy the game again in a heartbeat if they had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I heard that's the big drawback for a lot of fans is like they don't want to have to redo everything. Yeah, and they, they like in World, when they introduced Iceborne, they gave you the Defender set to help you blaze through, but all of my friends who are playing on the Switch weren't going to go back and get it on the PC, so, so wait, I'm still playing it on Switch. So essentially, if I buy the DLC, I'll have armor. Yes. I'll have a good enough set just to kill the final dude yes. without even like flinching. Yes. So now do I want to buy a plus two, or should I... <laughs> how much does the backlog beat down mean to you i don't know not that much this year there you go i mean he's anyway, gonna still buy it anyways because he wants to play with us i do i i do I, I i miss that i miss like camaraderie of playing with other people online and i jumped on and played with some randos but it's not the same i mean i remember <laughs> claw you remember generations when we found that like Japanese guy that was like level 99 and just killed everything with like his crazy ass longsword and just like took everything down in like three hits. Yeah. That guy was insane. Matt, we found this one Japanese guy. He was like level 99 and he was dressed like a samurai and he literally like one punch manned everything. It was insane. That happened to us all the time on PC and world. I was like, this is crazy. It's, and I love the fact that they keep servers open like that. And they still have the servers open for um, generations, which I, th- I think is a testament to the series and like the fact that people still play these games in droves. Like people don't give up on Monster Hunter. And I think that's, and it's just a great community. I, c- I can't say enough good things about the series in general. And man, you guys are fucking making me want to shell out $40 right now. So, so I think I had advertised it in the Luros Discord the other week, and I, I didn't follow through. But pretty soon, we're just going to be making announcements that we're going to be in there streaming the game in Discord. Anybody who wants to join us on the Switch or anybody who wants to see what Monster Hunter is all about, I, I can't do anything but love spreading the word of these games just because they've been such a big part of my life. My wife and I play it. A lot of my friends and I play it. I've introduced it to my group of friends and it's just such a good time playing with each other, except when your friends set off barrel bombs a little too early. Wasn't that you? Uh, no, that was Stebs, wasn't it? That was Stebs. And I think, and, and then he, yeah, we just failed at waking the monster multiple times in the past couple of days. So, Joe, we're sitting down. I'm getting ready to make a monster with a barrel bomb set up. And our friend Stebs, who's playing Bo, did that Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep thing where you're being told to hold and he accidentally loosed an arrow before oh, I was ready. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it blew up the barrels and I sent Leroy me flying. Jenkins, man. Hold, hold a Leroy. Yeah. It, I was like, what? Anyways, yeah. I th- yeah, we can I'm... go on for hours about Sunbreak. Well, we can continue on. Yeah, we better continue on because we can. We have a whole another half of the show to go. Yeah. 
my iPad went to sleep, which has all my notes, guys. Okay. Uh, you could wake that up. And... Are you uh, good? Look. Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's talk about what's upcoming. So, uh, yesterday, it looks like, uh, as of this recording, uh, Live Alive, the classic Japanese survival horror game released, um, which I believe is J- Joe's Joe's game, correct, Joe? I've never played uh- it. So Live Alive is a really friggin' sweet game. It's like five RPGs set in different like realms in one game. And they all like connect at the end. So it does it like kind of does better what Octopath Traveler tried to do. But it does it better. Um I played the demo. The demo is really cool. It lets you try out all the story or a few of the storylines, and they're pretty dope, and all the progress carries over. Um, there's like a Western RPG. There is a space one. And then I cannot remember the other three, but it's definitely a sweet game. You guys should check it out. It's a Square Enix game from Super Nintendo days that never came to America. So it's it's much in the way of like Terra Enigma or um, uh, Seika Setsuden, which is um, Trials of Mana, which Trials of Mana 3 never came here until they remade it for the PS4 and nintendo switch so it's it's really cool it's a it's a great game you guys should definitely check it out i would check it out it's it's a full price game but it's it's definitely worth your time i'm i'm definitely gonna pick it up probably next month um it's it's a crazy time right now in games um i'm just i'm just i don't know if i want to pick it up right now because i really want to get turtles next month and i feel like if i get that i don't know if i'm gonna well that's not true i'm gonna get turtles day one it's like let's not be stupid let's not be stupid <laughs> All right, next is uh, 7.29. We have Digimon Survival, the RPG set in the world of Digimon. Which, if you uh, don't like Pokemon, you're a Digimon fan. Not always, but I like Digimon because they're the champion. Okay. After that is Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I have already pre-ordered. Nice. Are you getting a collector's edition? No, you know... I looked at that collector's edition and I think it's kind of stupid. I don't you know. You don't want to pay like $9,000 on eBay for one? <laughs> you can still get them, but you can only get them through the Nintendo eShop, their Nintendo store. Well, I heard, yeah, they're Nintendo store exclusives, right? Yes. And I was looking at it the other day because I was trying to decide which one I wanted. And I was like, oh, an art book. I really could care less about it. It's just more clutter around my house. I'm trying to declutter. And if it looked at it, it does come with a steel book. But if you read it carefully, it says when the game releases, you get the game and everything else comes later. What kind of like grand fuckery is that? That they're like, oh, we're going to put it only on the fucking uh, store. Yes. And on top of that, they're not they're You cannot get everything at once. You're literally have to wait like a couple of months. Like the game comes out next week and everything else, including the steelbook, comes out in the fall. Mm, how much is it? Li- some limited run bullshit. Right? Uh, it's $100. That's pricey. Like It's like a third of the price of the Switch for one game. Like, just, I don't know. I can't I can't do this. I cannot do this anymore. I didn't even buy the Turtles. Like, let's be real, people. I love Ninja Turtles, right? It's like in my fucking name, for God's sake. But, like, I don't buy any of those collector editions, and I'm obsessed with Ninja Turtles. But I just, I just can't do it anymore. I cannot give big gaming... My money for these collector editions anymore. I refuse to. Refuse. 
Yeah, if it like came with like like a bag, like I've gotten the Shin Minigansi one because I got an actual bag, which is just small enough to like be cute and and like you could probably put the switch in there. Like it'd be a good switch hold. Like that kind is worth it, but like art books and stuff, like it's not art's not that big of a deal for me. I mean, if the game blew me, then maybe. But like we're we're talking this might be the best blow job of my life. Because for a hundred dollars, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> okay, moving on. Next is on August 9th, we have Two Point Campus, Campus Management Sim. Yeah, from the makers of Two Point Hospital. It, it's it's neat. It has a following. The two points huge on PC, isn't it? Like, doesn't there like a lot of people that play two, uh, like Two Point Cam- or Hospital and Two Point like Airport or whatever? They have like a bunch yep. of them, don't they? I don't think that many, but this is this is uh, the newest one that they've really pe- some people have been waiting for. I feel like people who like Animal Crossing might be into Two Point might want to check it out. Like I heard it's really deep too. I heard it's not like shallow. It's a pretty deep experience, and they add they constantly add DLC to it. I know it's all paid though. It's a definitely it's a big microtransaction heavy game, but it's definitely worth checking out if you like those kind of games. On August 11th, we have Cult of the Lamb. Dude, so I played this as a demo on the Steam Next Fest, and it's coming to all systems. Basically, you are a lamb that is led to the slaughter as part of this cult, and you meet the god that your sacrifice is supposed to prevent coming back, and you become his acolyte. And then you go into slaughter the cult that killed you and basically you rescue people and induct them into your cult and you build a nice little town while you go and slaughter everybody else. It's, it's a uh, devolver digital published game and it it's oh God, I can't wait for it because it's just it plays so smooth. It's a lot of fun. It's a roguelike. So each run really? is different. Yep. Yeah. It, it's I I shouldn't say it's a roguelike. It's it's kind of like uh what's that game where you're a simon but you go into dungeons at night to collect Moonlighter. It's like Moonlighter where you go sweet. And, and for your runs you you can get different weapons, you get randomized cards through for each run, but you have to clear out the different levels, kind of like the dungeons in Moonlighter. So it's, I advise, I, I recommend everybody go watch a video of it. It it, it looks so sweet. What was the name of it again? Cult of the Cult. Lamb. All right. Adding it to the uh, wish list right now. Okay, next is Tribes of Midgard, Hack and Slash with Friends. Yeah, it's finally coming to the Switch. It's been out on all different systems. It was recently out as a PS Plus game before PlayStation it's, did their it's whole. A great game. Yeah, and and it's in the style of Vikings and and that era. So if you like that sort of thing, it's it seems to be like a good time with your friends. Uh, next is Cursed to Golf. Escape Hell by playing golf. I cannot believe it's finally coming out. It it looks a lot of fun. You're you're cast to hell, and to escape hell, you have to play eighteen holes of golf. Um, I know, like 
my buddy uh, Corey, this is like the game he's been waiting for like all year, especially since like Golf Story is one of like his favorite Switch games. He's so ready for this to come out because it's like in the vein of like Golf Story and it has a really like deep story and it looks really fucking cool. Like I'm excited for this one um, and I don't get excited for like a lot of indie titles. But I think this one like really kind of piques my fancy because I liked Golf Story as well. I thought Golf Story was a really cool game, and who knows when the hell we're getting Sports Story or if it's ever coming out. But this looks really cool, Kalai. You, what do you think of this? You think you're gonna pick this up? Do you have any interest in this? Or I've never even heard of this, and now I want to go look it up. Yeah, it's it looks really cool. Uh, next is. Pac-Man World Repack Remastered Release. This is interesting because didn't we just get Pac-Man or Pac-Man Museum Plus like last month? So I'm like, why are we getting this? And like, can we get a discount on the last Pac-Man game? Because it's fucking sweet. Like I played it. uh, My friend bought it. And it's really cool. You get like the museum and you have like in-game achievements to unlock more pieces for your like your like arcade basically and like different like tchotchkes you can put in there and stuff really fucking cool like i'm hoping this game is just as cool uh, i really like pac-man i don't know about you guys but like i have a soft spot for like old school like arcade games like a really really big soft spot so this is an older game that they've remastered to include new controls user interface and and some other options it it's a pac-man game i mean it, it's it's got some characters is a 3d adventure oh is this pac-man world yeah pac-man world oh i had this for uh gamecube yeah i had pac-man world for gamecube did you guys play this on gamecube no because i wasn't that deep into pac-man lore that i need to play every game that came out for it well i just thought it looked like a cool like platformer and like 3d game so i was like i'm gonna check this out and it wasn't it wasn't like terrible if i remember but I don't know. I don't know. How much are they selling it for? I have no idea. We'll look it up. All right. Well, the last game on the list is Splatoon 3 on September. September 9th, Dreamcast Day. <laughs> they decided to release Splatoon 3. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Everybody kind of knows what Splatoon is at this point. Exactly. Oh. I mean, Ninja Turtles is coming out August 30th. August. Yeah, that didn't come up on any of my searches for some reason. You know what I like to use for the show? Like, like insider tip for you guys. I like to use the coming soon list on the actual eShop because it, like, you can highlight like a bunch of stuff. Like, we're getting a new Gun Vault game next week, which is pretty cool if you like Gun Vault. We're also getting this Scarlet Symphony game, which looks like a homage to like Castlevania. This game looks fucking sweet. I watched a trailer for it. I might actually pick this up. It looks pretty cheap too, and. uh I think that's really it. There's a bunch of like, t- oh, we're getting Turrican. Remember Turrican, Matt? What? That sounds so familiar. And I Turrican can't... from Super Nintendo, the, the cybernetic uh, suit guy, Turrican. They're putting Turrican Anthology Volume One and Volume Two on the eShop. Oh yeah, next that. next next week. And August sixteenth, we're getting Blossom Tale too. Which, if you like Zelda, Blossom Tale is fucking dope. So check it out. Like, I would check out Blossom Tale if you like 
if you like uh, Zelda and you want to play something that's similar to like an old school, like 16 bit era, like kind of Link to the Past type Zelda, that's that's definitely your game. So uh, are we moving on to the direct now? I think we're going to move on to the direct now. Oh, let's move on to the direct now. So we're going to talk about the direct now. Some of the things about this direct we're going to talk about, we'll probably kind of glance over only because um, they've already come out. Like Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. We don't need to talk about it. We just had a 20-minute discussion on it. I disagree, <laughs> Kalai. I... <laughs> that was in the direct? I don't remember it being in the direct. It was in the direct. So It was an opening, wasn't it? No, well, it was, it was oh. like two or three in. All right, let's start off with Persona. We are getting Persona 5 Royale, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable. How it's about fucking time. It's about, it's about fucking time. That's yes. all I can say. Like, we've waited. It's so funny because, like, we've waited for, like, vanilla Persona to be, like, so... And we're not just getting Persona 5. We're getting Royal. Which I thought was pretty insane that they're putting Royal on the Switch. And the Switch can run Royal. But herein begs the question, guys. Now, riddle me this. How the fuck can Royal run natively on a Switch? Like, uh, hear me out. But fucking Kingdom Hearts can't. I think with the way that Persona 5 is stylized, Mm. I think there's graphical things that they could do to hide some of the stuff that they are removing. Mm. Kingdom Hearts has is stylized, but not in the way that that Persona 5 is. I mean, I don't know, man. You're 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 not no there's no like there's no way that the game that just came out a few years ago on playstation 4 has problems not running on a switch but you're telling me kingdom hearts 1 which is a like 20 year old game can't run on a switch well kingdom hearts 1 i think is is just a disney didn't want to do it it's terrible it's just terrible terrible is it King game looks fu- on they're switch? all on the switch yeah, yeah they're all on the switch cloud yeah yeah that's what i thought cloud cloud okay yeah so yeah they're not on the switch because who the fuck's gonna buy cloud games on the switch that's like the dumbest thing it's like yeah let's play your let's play your cloud games on the switch that you can't access because you can't use internet securely on a switch unless you're like standing underneath the fucking modem just turn on your hotspot when you're outside of the house on your phone Everybody yeah. has a hotspot, right? <laughs> Not everybody, that won't, actually. That won't eat through your... That won't data. eat through your uh, data cap, will it? Depends. I mean... How bad do you want to play Kingdom Hearts on the go? Like... Man, I'm jonesing to play Kingdom Hearts. Gotta, gotta can, fucking run my cell phone bill through the through the fucking roof this month. I can do it on my Steam Deck. You, you can, because you're a deck boy, you know? Congratulations on that. Um, for mine, <laughs> I'm excited though. I'm excited to play three Persona games on a Switch. I really am. I think they're gonna fit well on the Switch. I think they're gonna sell like fucking gangbusters. I really do, because people have been dying for these games for years, and it's nice that we're not just getting one, not just getting two, but we're getting three games. We're getting two. We're getting three masterpieces. Like these are three games that are fucking phenomenal. Like, Persona 4 is probably one of the best games on the PS2. 
on the Vita, or yeah, on the Vita, and it's it's gonna be really cool to be able to play them on a Switch. I mean, I'm probably gonna pick up four, and I'm probably gonna pick up three. I don't know if I'll get Royal. Maybe I will because I have Vanilla Persona on PS5. So if I really want to replay Persona Five, then I'll replay it on the Switch. And have buy you Royal played there. Golden? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have Golden on the Vita, but. I never really played much of it. You know, it was one of those like impulse buys when you get your Vita. Like, yeah. oh, I got to buy it because, you know, everybody else has it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else is jumping off the bridge. I might as well, too. So, like, <laughs> so I picked it up, but I didn't put much time into it. I played Persona 4 when it was on PS4 or PS2, I mean. So I beat it there, like, way back in the day, you know, when people play PS2 games. I feel like the Persona games are so good on handheld. And with the they kill- are. and with the killer of the the Vita, that's what made it be able to come to Switch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, a Vita, I mean, aka Vita Two, aka Steam Deck. I mean, once I saw that it was coming to Steam Deck or coming to uh, Steam, was once they announced and the cat was out of the bag, they were coming to Steam. I was like, okay, they're coming to Switch now. They're not locked on Sony consoles anymore. They're everybody's gonna get them. But then, like, Corey brought up a good point, too, when we were talking the other day. And he's like, well, you know all the Persona games are coming to PS5, right? I was like, yeah, you can get trophies. But you brought up the best point. Like, those games just play better on a handheld. Like, I have Monster... I have Dragon Quest Eleven on PS4. I have it on Switch. And then I have it again on PS4. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where have I put the most time in? The Switch. Yeah, because the, that's the most optimized version. I mean, I bought the uh, the re-optimized version on the PS4 because I just love I love Persona, uh, or not Persona, Dragon Quest uh, 11s so much. Like it's just such a fucking phenomenal game that like I was like, yeah, I'll buy it again on PS4 and to never play it, but you know it'll sit nicely on my shelf. So there's that. But yeah, what else do we have in this direct? Uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks. Hold of- on, hold on, no, 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 no. <laughs> Read read the next line, Kali. You trying to switch? Do you try to skip shit, Kali? Next was Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Damn straight we're going into this, Kali, because this trailer was the trailer that they introduced Gormagala as coming back to Monster Hunter. This was a monster that everybody wanted and everybody said, well, they can't do it. His mechanics too unique. They can't it just doesn't fit with it. And then they did it in this in this game. And the fact that he's back and which means his Elder Dragon form, Shigaru Magala is back. This trailer is what told everybody that was coming. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to bring it up and, and spend a little extra time because we've got more stuff to talk about. And they did lay out the the roadmap of all the free content we are getting for Monster Hunter. Which seems to be a lot more robust than it was in Base Rise. Yes. I was kind of like disappointed with Base Rise and like the stuff they added. I thought we would get more like character stuff. Like we got like character um, crossovers like we did with the last few games. And I was like, I was hoping for more of that. And we I got rush armor for my pal from Mega Man. Yeah, but I was I was hoping for more. Like there was just well, so maybe we'll get more here now. Because that's that's what they did such a good job with with the last game. Man, I wanted the crossover from Monster Hunter. 
Which, the, the, the terrible movie. I want that again. No. No, Kalai. Stop. I don't know why they didn't, uh, they never, tell me this. Why was there not a hunter added in Smash Brothers? Everybody wanted it, but no, and they, you it know, you, just you didn't can, work. You can fight Rathalos in um, Smash Brothers. Oh, spoiler alert. Didn't know if you knew that. You couldn't fight him, but he was a uh, summon. No, he's a boss. In the story mode, he's a boss. I just fought him today. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I never got that far. Yeah, it's pretty dope. You fight him. And, like, you have to, like, get him to, like, go to the certain part of the map. So, you, like, chase him around. And, like, he moves from, like, part to part of the map. And then, all of a sudden, you fight him. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> like, like, some of the cool stuff and the deep cuts that they got in that game are... It's definitely worth it's definitely worth going back to Matt. Definitely. By the way, if you, you into Monster Hunter and you want to see a good Monster Hunter movie, watch the Netflix CGI version. Wait, what? There is Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter Legends of the Guild. Yeah, it's what? an act. Yeah, it's really good. It's an hour long. What the fuck? <laughs> when did you guys tell me this came out? I didn't even knew this came out. Joe, we did tell you this came out, and you just chose to ignore us. I don't know if that's true. I don't know <laughs> if it's true either. I'm just hoping you would fall for it. No. <laughs> you guys left me out. It's okay. All right. Uh, next, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I'm excited. I still haven't beat the first game, because it's fucking, fucking long as fuck. That game is so good, but it's so many missions. You know, I haven't even beat, like, the. I beat the first world, and I'm on the second world, and I'm like, this game is just so long, but it's so good. For those of you who haven't played the first game, I'm telling you, stop the podcast now, go on the eShop and buy it, because it's probably one of the biggest sleeper hits on the Switch. Do you guys not, do you guys disagree with me? Because, honestly, this game is so good didn't play it but from everybody i saw and read that played it that it was better than any right it had to be for what it was at the time exactly yeah i really liked it i beat the game you beat it last year or last, you beat it two years ago right when it came out yeah i beat it two years ago so i'm really excited about this one coming out it got a release date for this year didn't it i think so yeah i think it's in october I think everything's in October. <laughs> it's like fuck your wallet month. Uh, next oh, yeah. is near Otama, the end of the Yora edition. I'm excited for this because that is a that game. If you want to talk about a fucking masterpiece, near Autonoma or Automata, whichever way you want to fucking pronounce it, the game is a fucking masterpiece. It's just so good. How is this not? Is this a cloud version though? No, it's nope. a physical release. Wow. Which begs the question. Again, how the <laughs> fucking Kingdom Hearts not work on a Switch, but this game does. It doesn't make any fu- it doesn't make because logical sense. Because somebody doesn't want it to, Joe. <sighs> no, you know what they're doing it, right, Matt? Because then it, like years down the road they can be they can call it like the not cloud version. <laughs> and, they sell, and they can sell it to you. So and then put the you... cloud missions on DLC, so it's double. like it's the not cloud cloud version. The double dip version. It's a, you were so stupid to buy this the first time, so we're selling it to you again version. Uh, next is Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. The fuck was so this? I looked. I know. I was thinking up. about that. 
I looked this up because again, I, I, I had a graphic that showed all the games that were announced during the direct and it's kind of like a puzzler pattern detective type game. It it's stylized. It's black and white. If you remember, um, there's, there are some flashes of color. If you remember like the return of Oberdin, that very stylized investigative game, it's kind of like that, but it's, it's more, it's more set like in a mansion with, with a uh, woman named Molai who is in a coma. It looks like that's all I can find out. Of. That's it. That's, that's the game. That's <laughs> You're the game. in a coma. Yeah. Uh, okay next is minecraft legends it's a cool little game i'm glad it's coming to switch yeah it's it's minecraft so microsoft is just getting their their uh product out there for people to buy because it it is but they spent billions on it (laughs) yeah well no it's the next big thing for minecraft because they've already sold 20 billion copies of uh, Minecraft Java or Minecraft Windows Doom. Next is Live Alive, which we kind of talked about already. Next is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which we kind of talked about already. Yep. Return to Monkey Island. Oh, shocked. It's going to be sweet, though. I mean, it gives me hope that more comes from pro LucasArts studio games. I mean, we got we got the biggest ones so far, so we got we got a lot of the deep fish already, so I, I'm hoping we get the other Super Star Wars games eventually. I, I do. I hope we get, like, Super Empire Strikes Back and Super Return of the Jedi, or even just all three of them in one pack. That would be nice, but man can dream. I mean, we got Zombies Ain't My Neighbors, which I never, ever, 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 ever in a million years thought we would ever get, and it has online multiplayer so, yeah, I think the sky's the limit, Matt. I think we can get anything from LucasArts because if we can get that game back and with online multiplayer, I think I think they can put that game out, honestly. I don't think it's too much to ask for. Uh, next is Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Day one. Day one purchase. How many different collections of Mega Man are there? Every single one now. This is the last one that's missing. Like, this is the last big one. And the fact that they put all ten games into one set is pretty dope physically. I'm just fucking mad at how they're handling this digitally. And I think it's a it's stupid. So if you buy it digitally, it's volume one and volume two. You think it would be the other way around, right? If you bought it if you bought it digitally, you would get it all in one set. But if you bought it physically, they would split it up because you can't fit it all in the cartridge, right? But Nintendo's kind of gonna this... Nintendo. Fucking a man, like, it's just, like, I don't get it. But then again, I don't get a lot of things Nintendo does. They just do whatever the fuck they want. That's because they got fuck money, bro. They just do what they want. They just throw money in the air like it's nothing. Okay, next is Railguard. Railgrade. Railgrade. So this is a management sim where you make railways to deliver goods and services, and it 
it's kind of like a city building game, but you're focused on creating the most efficient railways to deliver the products needed. Kind of like Factorio light to the point where you're now just focusing solely on using rail systems to efficiently deliver stuff. That's very interesting. Like, and I know like, I know we have like friends of the show that love like simulating games and stuff like that. So, and I just think they work really well on the switch. Like I played, um, I played at a friend's house. He had the Jurassic world game, but he had it for the switch. And I was like, you know what? I always wanted to get it for switch because I always felt like those type of games just work really well. Like handheld, right? Because it's just a game that you can mindlessly play on a couch, and it's not something I really want to play on a big screen. Not like I want to play like murdering things or doing different things. But then, right now, I find myself playing fucking Animal Crossing, so contradicting myself all these days. But nonetheless, um, I'm excited for this. Like, I think I might check it out. I would love if like these games had demos. Like, these are the type of games I feel like that would benefit from demos, don't you think? Yeah, and looking at the screenshots, it looks really good for what's supposed to be on the Switch. I just, you know, I think it might be one of those things that if it has touch controls, it might be a little easier to maneuver. I just don't know if it has it or not. I think it would do well to service the game if they had them. All right, next is Sonic Frontiers. How many different Sonic games do they keep putting out here? The question is, when are they going to actually put out another good one? The last one we had was Sonic Mania because they decided to stick with what worked—a side-scrolling Sonic game. That game's a fucking. That game's a masterpiece, though. Sonic it, Mania is just it so was good. So good. And here they they keep wanting to go back to 3D. Sonic does not work in 3D anymore. It was halfway decent on Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two. They had some sections that were good, but overall wasn't very Sonic-like. They want to get the Sonic feeling with Frontiers, and they put out that trailer for the the overworld movement and the combat, and unanimously people in the comments were saying, yo, this needs more time in the kitchen. Please don't release this as soon as you were, were thinking. Well, you see, like, it's optimized for the Switch, and apparently all the other versions are, like, upgraded from the Switch, are, like, running from the Switch one. Which means we're going to have weird graphical and performance hitches because they're, everything has been dumbed down. Yeah, it's like, why? Like, no one's playing this shit. This game looks terrible. And I was excited for this because I'll buy anything with the word Sonic in it. Because I'm dumb, because I'm a Sonic fan, and we're just, we're just, we're just. Their milkshakes suck. What happened? <laughs> milkshakes do not suck. Fuck off. Sonic they do suck. They they taste oh, like I might as well just be squirting pesticide we're, in my mouth. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. You don't, you don't besmirch and slander Sonic on this. On this oh, podcast. I am besmirching Sonic on this channel, sir. Dude, those chili cheese tots are to die for. I'm No, I'm fine with their food. It's just that their milkshakes suck. Dude, but their slushies are like where it's at. Like, I'm not going to Sonic for a milkshake. I'm going there for a slushie. If I want a milkshake, I'm going to like, and I'm a New Jersey person, so I'm going to like, uh, like Jersey Breeze. Give you that. Jersey Breeze has phenomenal milkshakes. All right, next is Dreamlight Valley. 
I have no idea what this is. I don't, I don't remember what this is. I had it up, and it Maybe obviously is just as forgettable. The podcast <laughs> uh, yeah, pass for me. Okay, next is Pac-Man World Repack, which we talked about. Next is Super Bomberman 2. Bomberman, yo. I mean, it's Bomberman, but... Like, have you played you... Bomberman, Clay? Uh, dude, did I grow up playing Bomberman? Did I grow up with five or six of us playing Bomberman, including me and Jim, just killing the hell out of each other? Hell yeah! I'm just asking. Yeah. I mean, they should have put this. They, I, I, I think this would be an optimal free-to-play game. I don't know what you guys think. I think if Matt ever really wants to see my skills, I will throw down in Bomberman against him. You'd probably beat my ass. I'd have to. I'd have to get good. <laughs> I think we should. I mean, I'll I'll definitely pick. I mean, they made the first one free to play, didn't they? No. Yeah, I think Bomberman R is free to play now. Yes, I do. I actually think it's free to play. Oh, that's weird. So this one I, is not though. I paid good money for that one. A lot of people did. It was a launch title. I'm at the last boss. Wait, you're about to pick up a plus two in that, but you didn't do it yet. I have to I have to re-download it because like Jim and I oh, were playing get that it. Plus two, man. Do you know how easy that game is? Don't leave the low frank hanging fruit there. Do you know how no, easy? I don't because I haven't played it. I didn't pick it up. I heard it was bad, so I never bought it. Well, I mean, considering you can't die. Wait, you can't die in this one? Not when you play like the story. If you play the story mode, you can't. You literally can't die. So, like, every boss, you could, like, every time you die, you could just get back up again and continue where you're at. So, it's like trolls. So, it's kind of a really easy plus two. Interesting, interesting. You're piquing my fancy. If I can find it cheap, I'll pick it up. Especially, you should, I wonder what the uh, trophies are like, because it's got to be on the PlayStation, isn't it? It is on the PlayStation. It's one of those games that's been on clearance, like, a thousand times at Best Buy, but, like, I never bothered picking it up, because I didn't think... I heard it was bad, and I heard it was mostly all multiplayer, so I never thought to get it. So I might have to look it up now and pick up a copy at, uh, maybe I'll see if I have a copy at um, GameStop. Because I know GameStop's always doing those, like, for those who like collecting games, GameStop's doing this thing now lately where it's been, like, four games for $20 if they're $10 and under. So it's definitely worth, you know, grabbing some stuff from last gen if you if you're missing anything from your collection. All right. Oh, next is really good if you've never played it. I'm not going to pick it up because I played them, but the Portal Companion Collection. I mean, it's Portal. I just don't know how well it's going to work with a Joy-Con, but, you know, on a Pro Controller, I think it work. Everything works on the Pro Controller. It's the best controller. Fucking things like smooth I butter. love the Pro Controller. Smooth butter in my hands. My Monster Hunter controller has not come in the mail yet. I'm kind of getting nervous at this point. Hope it didn't get stolen. Oh, you got the Monster Hunter controller? Yes, I did, because I missed out on the Magnamala one. So I was like, I gotta get this one. Okay, next is Dragon Quest Treasure. Day one. It's got Dragon Quest in the, in the title. Sign me up. It could be the shittiest game on the planet, and I'll still play it with a stupid fucking grin on my face. Like, this game doesn't suck. Really, it doesn't. Like, that's how I'll be. If this game's trash, I'll be like, no, it's not trash. You just gotta play it more. You just don't know what you're doing. Like, I'll defend this game till till it's dying breath because it's got the word Dragon Quest in it. Um, Just need my fix. Next is No Man's Sky. 
No Man's Vi is coming to the Switch? Yep. Heard they fixed a lot of stuff, and I, I give that game shit all the time. But, I mean... Matt lied. is the one that can tell you about it. Matt played it. They lied, so... They lied horribly I mean, about that game. Yeah, they, they did it, lie, but they lied. But, but then they decided to actually make good on all their promises. So and you're saying they're not CD Projekt Red? Correct. No, they they turned around and made it to the point where the game is not only playable, it's fun. I like fun things. <laughs> you you want to be a pirate? Go out there and, and take down some freighters. You want to oh. be a base builder? Do that. You want to be a trade master? Go do that. You want to explore the universe? Do that. I kind of want to be one now. Next is a Plague's Tale Requiem coming cloud version. I cannot Stuff. believe this is coming to Switch. It's cloud. They could put anything they want on cloud once you compress the video enough. <laughs> True. Yeah, if you could play this on something else, play this on something else. Yeah, buy it on PS5 or a Steam Deck or like anything else. Play it on a fucking cardboard box made of fucking Eggo waffles. It'll work <laughs> better than the Switch. No, nothing like playing a version where you need to be in like shadows and the shadows look like somebody spilt ink over your switch. Do you know I can't beat the first game because I'm like stuck because I don't know what to do? You mean the, the first game that... Oh no, this is Requiem. Yeah. Yeah, this is the sequel. This is not Innocence. Okay. I can't beat Innocence because I'm stuck. Oh, okay. Well, I beat the game. I heard. I know. I, I'm just terrible at that game. Like, it's one of those games where, like, I should be able to beat it because it's not really hard. And that game's fantastic. Like, I gave you so much shit when you played that game. I'm like, oh, it looks so dumb. All they do is walk around. Yeah, but the story is just so enthralling. And, the, like, the relationship between the two sisters is just... The sister up. and the brother? The sister and brother, I'm sorry, yeah. Sister and the brother. Well, they could be two sisters. Who knows? I don't know how they identify. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> wow. Are you right, Joe? I'm good. This so has been game... your political news break with Driftcast. So that game, so that game, honestly, is just so fucking good. But it has no right being that good. It just doesn't. Because on paper, like you would think that's the lamest fucking game ever. And why would you? Because it came. Because it, it, it Because it came to Microsoft first. Does. No, you just you would just think that like this is not a game for me, right? But I played it and I was like, man, this game is just so fun. And I just wanted like I just want to go back to it and finish it. And I like just like there's nothing cooler than watching the rats like come at you and just like engulf the ground around you and murder you. It's the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> Especially in 4K with the PS5. It looks really fucking cool. So but uh, yeah, I'm 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 not gonna pick this up on Switch, but I'm definitely gonna get the sequel when it comes to uh, the PlayStation. You should probably beat the first game before you play the second. No, I think I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna jump in balls deep, collide. I'm just gonna be like, fuck the first one, you know. We're just gonna go right for the meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not uh. gonna do that. Calm down. We're gonna beat the first one. We're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Can't be that hard, right? <laughs> uh all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the direct. Again, we apologize for waiting so long to get you guys an episode, but thank you for your patience. Uh, 
anything else anybody want to says before we we get out of here see you out hunting those monsters have your pets spayed and neutered <laughs> have your gormagala sprayed spayed and neutered <laughs> all right thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of Driftcast. cast <laughs>